0: You're listening to Diving In, a podcast by Lexi McCrowan. Join me as I explore topics relating to health, wellness, and how to stay true to yourself. Each week, I touch on raw and often unspoken conversations with special guests as they share their experience working in the spotlight and their own personal journey to accepting themselves. Diving In is your guide to help you navigate challenges in life, whether that's relating to friendships, business, or health. I can't wait to take you on this exciting journey with me. Hello everyone and welcome to episode six of Diving In. I hope you enjoyed my previous episode. It's currently a Friday night and I'm sitting here in a hair mask the night before we're leaving for Noosa. What would I be doing on a Friday night, of course? Yes, being at home. Um, But I thought I wanted to touch on self-worth because I think this is such an important thing that kind of ties in with change, healing and growth. So when I was kind of writing out what I wanted to discuss today, I first looked up simply what self-worth means. And it's defined as the level of importance you place on yourself. So that can determine how and what you feel about yourself compared to everyone else around you. And I truly believe how we view ourselves controls how happy and present we are in our everyday life. So in today's episode, I wanted to unpack this a bit more and discuss ways to change how we view ourselves, especially um, discuss why social media plays a big role in this and I guess a few tips and little life hacks as why this can change your life for the better. But before we do get into that, of course, I wanted to share this week's special share. And as always, my quotes tie in with the theme of what we'll be discussing today. So here's today's one. Your hardest times often lead to the greatest moments of your life. And this can all stem back to trusting the process and like I always say, everything happens for a reason. You know, that's why I love journaling because it's a time to reflect and look back on the last few months or the past year and realize everything that happened during that time happened for a reason. You know, I might read one page where I wasn't really feeling that great, but then, you know, the next day I could have journaled about something that I then gained from that, you know, and I kind of can look at it and reassure myself, okay, so that obviously happened for a reason. So I hope that can just help you at the moment. If you're feeling a little bit lost, just know whatever emotion you're feeling at the moment or whatever you're feeling at the moment, that it's there for a reason and that that moment will pass. I promise. I promise. So, I wanted to break this up into two parts. So, the first one is kind of taking a trip down memory lane, firstly. So, let's go all the way back. So, I'm now one year out of school, but back in year nine was probably the first year where I started to become more aware of my body and my appearance. You know, I would wear makeup most days to school and I started to pick apart more things about the way I looked. And over time I started to believe these things more and more to the point where I wasn't as present when I went out with friends or when I was at dinner with my family because all I could think about was how I looked or how I viewed to everyone else around me. And over time, as the months went on, I started to then place this self-worth on my social media because I had been so aware of my appearance. I then put myself on a pedestal when I would post something. You know, I defined my happiness off the comments or the likes I got from a post, which when you say that out loud, it honestly sounds crazy that we do define our value and our self worth on that. And if I could take myself back and just hug this shy and little innocent girl, I would tell her that she shouldn't matter about these things and that she is fine just the way she is. And I think when I talk about that and when I stem it back to, you know, your mindset, We need to start questioning and pulling ourselves up on things more, I think. You know, ask yourself, why do I place so much of my worth on social media? You know, in life, we are always constantly wanting more. More followers, more likes, more views. But I guess we need to stop and think. You know, if you were to get there, Will you be satisfied? And I know myself, and I'm not sure if you do too, but there is no such thing as perfect. But why do we think once we reach XYZ followers, we will find peace with ourselves? Why put so much of that energy into social media? And while it does make sense that we do, It can then lead us to experience more signs of depression or anxiety. All because we see how other people are living. We then start to compare. But the one thing I can tell you and that you need to reassure yourself of is that this is only one part of their life. They are only sharing the happy times. And yes, Instagram is becoming more of a place where people are opening up more and creating say mental health accounts like my yoga account you know that's a safe space for me to share how I'm feeling every day you know the things that I like you know putting myself out there stepping out of my comfort zone because I want that to be an account that can reassure you that everyone goes through something. But I also wanted to say that it's okay if you have these feelings of caring about the amount of followers, likes, or views you get. It's normal. And instead of doing that, why don't we focus on our family and friends you know, as much as we may say this to ourselves, it is a lot harder to do. And it's definitely something I'm still working on. You know, I needed to remind myself that there was a time when social media wasn't around. And then it started to get me into this kind of thinking process of what did people then base their self-worth on? So when I was at dinner the other night, I actually did a little, like, interview with my mum and my dad, you know, the two most important people in my life, absolutely adore them, but I asked them what they base their self-worth on and what they based their self-worth on back in the day. In all honesty, they were helpful, but to a degree. So I wanted to discuss what they said to me and they described it as back then to their generation self-worth wasn't a thing. They said that life was more organic, carefree and people were more authentic and when they did have downtime they spent it with friends or family but instead these days We spend our downtime on our phones. You know, back then, they did things they enjoyed like being outdoors, painting, riding their bikes with friends, instead of living their life through other people's. And I guess today we're constantly looking at what others are experiencing You know, I can definitely be honest in saying that I'm guilty when I'm on my work break to check my phone and to spend that 30 minutes on my phone instead of, you know, maybe doing a meditation or reading a book or calling a friend. You know, using your phone for a more positive outcome because I, do know when I go back to work sometimes after being on Instagram I feel kind of anxious in a way because I've been like seeing what other people are doing and I might get FOMO in a sense or I might be thinking I'm missing out on something or that I'm not living my life to the way I should be because we see what someone else is doing and then we question ourselves straight away but I guess today I'm also so much more aware as humans, we will never truly be 100% happy with the life we have because we are always wanting and seeking more, you know, more money, more followers, more friends, more clothes. But I guess by doing this and going down that rabbit hole, it then takes us further away from what really matters You know, like I talked about in my previous episode, one of my New Year's resolutions was to be my own best friend. I wanted to share an exercise that can help you with this. And it's another journal prompt because I think these are always helpful to look back on and reflect. So if you need to stop, once again, pause this, go grab yourself a pen and paper because I want you to write this down, because I think it'll help you for the better. So you're going to ask yourself, do you know your self-worth? And I want you to list dot point or journal, whatever works for you, about things that define your self-worth. And I guess by doing this, you can then visually see and acknowledge how much you value yourself. And what you do care about in life. And I want to share a quote that always reassures me of why I journal every day on what I appreciate and what I'm grateful for. Your journey to self worth will be the most rewarding experience of your life. Like I said in my special share, trust the process. And now that I guess you've acknowledged what you do define your self worth on, we can then start to become more connected to ourselves and focus on what self worth really is. So then in part two, you're going to revamp your self worth. You're going to change the way you think and view yourself. So write down from what you said before about what you define yourself on, whether it's career, grades, health. I want you to write sentences on little pieces of paper. My self-worth is not about my, like I said, career, grades or health. It could even be your appearance. And I know this can be uncomfortable and it can be painful for some to see this. You know, your heart might break because you view yourself and you value yourself so little. And I guess, like I say over and over again, we are our own worst critics. But you need to remember that there's always something on the other side of this. You will gain something from this what will you gain? Freedom. And there's that saying, you know, you would never want your friend to talk to themselves like that, or you would never want your friend to feel like that. You would never want your friend to be a prisoner to themselves for the rest of their life, to never be happy, to never just appreciate themselves for who they are in this given moment. So by doing this exercise, you know, writing down that sentence, ingraining it into your mind, it can then become the first step in being in control of your life. And what I actually did in the past that could help you is putting these little sentences on your bathroom mirror or in your office or just anywhere around your house that you'll be able to see it. Because it's just that little reassurance when you may be experiencing a low that you need in that day. And it's something that you can work on each day, you know, just by saying, I am worthy. Because it's as simple as knowing that it's all entirely up to us. You know, over time, we start to believe the things we tell ourselves. So, yeah, we need to change that. If you view yourself so little, you know, ingraining these things every day, I am worthy just the way I am. Like I mentioned in my previous episode, be the driver, not the passenger in your life. And something that has stuck with me is how we measure our self-worth affects the kind of life we live. And I think this is so important to remember. You know, I touched on in my previous episode that something I struggle with is thinking I don't deserve happiness because of trauma that I experienced in the past. I now punish myself because of that. You know, I might not invest in certain friendships or relationships because I don't think I deserve that. And that is crazy. I needed to start changing that. It was affecting so many aspects of my life. And like I always say, yeah, we're wanting something more or we're striving for something more in our life. So this obviously means we have a mental picture of who we want to be. We do have goals. We do have aspirations for ourselves. And one thing I want you to write down that I think can help you so much is this. You can either be your own best friend and enjoy life feeling free or be your worst enemy. And every day, if you say that to yourself, which one are you going to pick? Which path are you going to take today? And I guess once you've started to change the way you view yourself, you can then start to incorporate some daily exercises to help you even more. So I wanted to share some that I jotted down a few months ago that I'm going to read from my journal. So, number one, honour your strengths. Number two, find gratitude just in your everyday life. Three, Dream about your perfect day. What does that look like? You know, maybe when you're not feeling yourself, go and have that perfect day. Take a mental health day. Take a self-care day. Four, reflect on a recent success. Just by being proud of yourself, being your own cheerleader, it's amazing and you'll feel even more motivated to, to succeed in other areas of your life and to go deeper into other goals that you've been wanting to achieve. Five, acknowledge your efforts. You know, forgiving yourself, picking yourself back up and then working on it again. Everything happens for a reason. Six, reflect on people in your life who truly matter. You know, like I always say, build that positive group of friends and family around you, the people that lift you up, the people that make you want to be the best version of yourself. And the last one. And the most important, I think, in my opinion, write about qualities that make you unique. You know, visually write down things you love about yourself because I think when we do this, we can appreciate ourselves so much more and I think you can't do it as much in your mind. So writing it down, ingraining it in your mind, having this in front of you when you need it at times, when you don't feel as confident as other days. And this can all lead back to, you know, changing your self-talk. And to do that, we need to change that inner dialogue. You know, when we tell ourselves we are not good enough or that we need to prove our worth to other people because when we feel this way, it kind of causes us to disconnect from ourselves and to be authentic, And another one, you know, creating your happiness. Write down things that make you happy because happiness can't come externally. It's a creation. And if it's not developed from within, we will look externally. We will be needy. We will rely on our partners, friends or family. And it can be draining on them. So you just need to trust that you deserve love and happiness. You know, figure out self-care tools that help you to enjoy your own company. Because when you do this, I feel you just naturally attract friends and family to love you at the level you love yourself. You know, like that saying, no one can love you more than you love yourself. And like I talked about, just being proud of yourself. Dress nice, be nice, be calm, be loving, have boundaries. You know, by setting boundaries, I think this can help with cutting out the negativity and only spending time with people who love you for who you are, who support you and aren't jealous of your success. Because if you have people in your life who never lift you up and are always reminding you of your faults, it can really deflate your self worth and your progress on working on that. So, setting those boundaries is so helpful long term. Another thing that can help you, working hard and setting goals. You know, happiness is a byproduct of achieving and then having a purpose. And I think the most important one can be keeping an open mind. You know, start changing your thinking. Instead of saying, I can't do that, say, I've never tried it, but I'll give it a go. There's endless possibilities out there and if you don't kind of have an open mind to try everything then how are you ever going to be able to learn and experience and grow as a person? And this all leads back to forgiving yourself. You need to appreciate those moments when you are at your low because they came for a reason and it is happening for a reason. And the last one I'll say listen to yourself talk. Yes, you can acknowledge it, but how you view it is crucial. So when it does come, yes, acknowledge it, but instantly shut that little person down. You don't need that and you need to change the way you view it. No, I am fine just the way I am. And like I discussed at the very start, I just wanted to finish up by saying, when you do have downtime, what is going to help you more in the long term? Connect more to yourself instead of disconnecting from yourself. So instead of picking up your phone and mindlessly scrolling, Why don't you go outside and go for a walk? Why don't you go for a run with a friend, release some endorphins or go and sit with your family and play a ball game? It's just all about changing those habits slowly. And over time, everything will all add up and it'll all make sense. All that progress all those little things you did in your day, like putting those sentences on your bathroom mirror or in your office, it will help you for the better. Trust me. I also wanted to touch on, I guess, a few books that have helped me in redefining my self-worth and just, once again, little habits that can help you in the long term. So the first one is 101 Essays That Will Change The Way You Think. And I think a lot of people are discovering this author more, but her name is Brianna Wiest. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. (laughs) But this is her second book, and I'm going to touch on her first book. But this is her second book, and it basically explores how pursuing purpose over passion And embracing negative thinking can all add up in the end, I guess. It all just makes sense. I don't want to give away too much because it's a really powerful book. But her second one is The Mountain Is You and it's all about self-sabotage. So basically transforming self-sabotage into self-mastery and it discovers you know, why we self-sabotage, when we do it, and how to stop doing it. So I would get my hands on those two books. I'm actually yet to still read The Mountain Is You, but when I go to Noosa tomorrow, I'm taking it with me because I bought it the other day. I got a little voucher for Christmas, so I went and spent that. And then the last one, is I'm not sure if a lot of people have heard of this guy. I first discovered it on YouTube, but it's called Make Your Bed and it's by William McRaven, hoping I'm pronouncing that right. But this book was developed after a YouTube video went viral and it received over 10 million views and it was on his speech to the graduating class of the University of Texas at Austin. This was on their commencement day, I think. And in his speech, he touched on the 10 principles he learnt whilst on the Navy SEAL training and how it helped him overcome challenges not only in his training while he was away but his life. And he touches on kind of how simple they are, but how it's changed his life for the better. And I do touch on that with my self-worth throughout the episode. But I thought those three books were just a good thing to kind of add into today because I always love book recommendations. So yeah, if you haven't heard of those books or you haven't read them, do yourself a favor and go and get them right now. And if you've got money anxiety, like I do, just remember and reassure yourself that it's investing in your own health and it's for the better. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope that you can take something away from this. As always, I'm grateful for every single one of you. And if you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that would mean the world to me as I get to connect with more beautiful people. And I hope you all have a beautiful weekend. I will be switching off for a week. Well, fingers crossed, I will try to switch off for a week and tell myself that it's okay to rest and to not always be working. I'm going to take it as a time to just be present with my family. So enjoy your week and I'll see you the following week.